Thanks for tuning in to the HR Uprising podcast. I'm your host, Lucinda Carney. The HR Uprising is focused on helping forward-thinking people professionals deliver real lasting value in their organizations. I'm a chartered psychologist, speaker, and trainer, and recently authored the best-selling business book, How to Be a Change Superhero. My day job is founder and CEO of software and training business Actus. This gives me the opportunity to work with other businesses like yours. We are focused on building a better workplace for people wherever they are located with the help of our performance, learning and talent management software and our training and consultancy services. Every week on the podcast, I will be covering different topics and challenges joined by relevant experts and real life people professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope you enjoy and get value from this week's episode. Welcome to this week's HR Uprising podcast. And I'm really pleased to have a real HR episode uh, today. So I'm delighted that Sarah Trowell has joined me from 7IM. We've been working with you guys for for a while and we noticed that uh, you just recently got an award as a business for certain things in terms of your cultural transformation program. So we thought we'd use this, I'm going to get you to introduce yourself in a moment, Sarah, use this to understand a little bit about your career, but also the really exciting stuff that you've been doing within 7IM, because uh, I think that might be useful to listeners, really, to share those those insights. So welcome, Sarah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe a bit about your career to date? Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. It's lovely to be here and be speaking to you and be featured on the podcast. Amazing. Um, so yeah, so a little bit about me, I think, um, you know, like a lot of people that end up in in HR, I don't think it was, you know, a lifelong ambition for when, you know, I was a child. It, it's something that naturally happened. And I think I went in after uni, I wasn't sure, you know, what direction I wanted to go in. And I fell into an HR administrator job. Um, and yeah, I just I just quite liked it. And I kind of I, I ended up doing I did a couple of contract roles, actually. I think I was at ITV for a little while I was at Cardo for a little while I was at Bright House for a little while so more retail actually um and after a while I I resigned actually because I went traveling with my husband and we took a year out and we went all around Australia and New Zealand and that was all very very lovely um came back and put my CV online and ended up finding the role here at 7am so obviously it was all very new to me I'd never worked in financial services before um and it all seemed nice and you know glamorous in the city and yeah so so I loved the idea of that so I got the job it was a temporary job as an administrator and I've been here for about seven years now and I've just had um such a great journey here I mean I I was in an interview the other day and somebody said to me you know why why are you still at seven after you know seven years and I said because I'm genuinely still learning there's there's so much more to learn there's so much to do and I feel here you know the work that I'm doing is actually having an impact which is is lovely isn't it who who doesn't want to feel like that so yeah so I've kind of I've I've worked my way up I came in as an administrator and then I got promoted to assistant assistant to advisor advisor to manager Um, and last year we we had a rebrand in our team we moved away from the HR human resources title moved into people and culture which was actually to reflect a lot of this, you know, a lot of the done, a lot of the work we've done here, and you know, to reflect that people and culture responsibility 
um, that the toolkit has, you know, helped us helped us to embed. Um, so yeah, so so that's that's me. That's really great to hear a journey because yeah. sometimes you hear of people that they don't feel they can progress within organisations, and you know, hats off mm. that you know that's quite a lot of roles that you've had over yeah. six six and a half years. Um, and to have that level of development and and also what I like about working with you guys and I think you know lots of companies might rebrand their HR function but it's still kind of seen as HR or even personnel but you guys really are at the center of what's going on aren't you and the business um, the CEO Dean is very much looks to you guys as a as a key transformation agents within the business Mm. which makes it really quite an exciting role. Well, definitely. And that's the thing. That's how, again, part of our Succeeding Together programme, we came up with our VPVP model, which stands for vision, purpose, values and personality. And, you know, our personality is being modern. You know, uh, we we do, we are innovative as a business. So, again, I think the change from, you know, human resources to people and culture is just another example of how as a business, you know, we are we are modern. We are being innovative, but, you know, highlighted in, in that change. So if we go on that there, because you're talking about one of your cultural transformations, I guess, in terms mm. of your people and culture piece, but also mm. the um, cultural transformation programme, which was your Succeeding Together programme you won an award for, didn't you, this year? So uh, do you want to explain a bit about Dean, the vision that Dean sort of handed over to you guys and what he wanted you to support the business in doing? And then we can talk about how you did it. Yeah, of course. So Dean came in, he had, we worked back from a five year vision and just to point out that the Succeeding Together Succeeding Together program um, is very much partnered with Abstract, who are our external learning and development partners. Um, so, yeah, it, it's been work in progress with them from the outset. Uh, we would build and design it with them. And then internally as a PNC team, we would, you know, roll that out. So Dean's five-year vision was, uh, you know, to create an environment essentially where colleagues feel understood, where they feel empowered where they feel valued and therefore are able to deliver an unrivaled experience to clients and each other. So, of course, you know, a lot of a lot of our work, we've got relationship managers, we have, you know, private client managers, and of course their, their clients are external. But we always say, you know, as a people and culture team, our clients are our staff, you know, our clients are our colleagues, we have internal clients. So for us as a as a PNC team, you know, our vision is to create an unrivaled experience for our staff, our staff. Um, and the the toolkit was brought together with that aim in mind. And you know, what can we do? What initiatives can we bring? How can we empower people and move from a hierarchical structure of of armies led by generals, which is very much the old-fashioned, you know, kind of top-down telling approach not quite common in lots Um, of businesses actually yeah definitely yeah I still think it's probably really prevalent and again I think this is where you know our values and our um, personality of being modern and innovative again it it kind of it's reflected here really well so we move from that armies led by generals approach through to families led by parents um, as we were all learning and we were holding hands a little bit closer you know and now we are high performing teams led by coaches so that's quite an evolution and I guess we'll talk about your toolkit and the various aspects that helped you on that journey Mm. how did you have certain measures to say how did you know when you felt you were at each stage of the of those you know or do you have any sort of evidence that 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 
you can say, oh, I feel like we've made that transition. Because sometimes it's only when you look back and go, oh, we used to do things this way. How is yeah. it now? That's a really good question. And um, things like that are always really hard to measure, aren't they? Because, you know, it's hard to quantify yeah. that kind of data. Sometimes it's so, a feeling. Yeah, I, I think it was. And, you know, from feedback, I would say. And um, I'm, I'm trying to think that's... I think the business feels different is what I'd say so obviously I am someone who you know can measure that in my own experiences from being being here for seven years and you know having that feel and it's, it's like what I said to you earlier there wasn't there's no wrong and right that's not to say that armies led by generals was wrong it, it worked at the time it obviously mm-hmm. worked because seven I have you know done exceedingly well it was just when Dean came in it was the right time to 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 change that and have that shift and I can definitely feel it. And I think, again, it's creating a, we've created an environment where there is, um, you know, there's there's high demand, but there's high support as well. And, you know, so we do challenge each other. And I, but I think it's okay to challenge when people know that, <coughs> that support is there behind them. And again, so, and, and I do see that, you know, and there's people who, um, I mean, we'll come on to it, but there's an extended leadership forum. Well, that's that we probably have. worth explaining because I think I wonder yeah. if that was one of the key aspects of it because it's a dissemination of power, maybe. Do you want exactly. To say, so your your elf, much do you hate the term of the elf <laughs> elf group, <laughs> which you're part yeah, of the elves. <laughs> you know, okay, can I explain the extended leadership forum because I think that probably might be one of the tools that was put in place. Yeah, of course. So. Obviously, you've got Dean Proctor, CEO, and then you've got the executive committee level of eight, nine, ten people, potentially. Um, and then there was just there was just a gap between, you know, Exco and and, and staff who are driving the day to day, who are those, you know, those core performers that you need in a business. But it's really hard to deliver messages and, you know, get get meaningful communications, I think, down to that not down to that level, but out to that level. Yeah. When there's only 10 people doing that for 340 others. So we decided that we needed people who, you know, could be those culture carriers, who could use the toolkit that we've put together and, you know, go out and be embedding those messages in their team. So a lot of them are managers. Um, Not all of them are managers, but they're essentially, um, you know, people in the business who are potentially future leaders or aspiring talent um, who are positive role models, who are showing the traits, who are displaying the personalities that we have in our VPDP, you know, um, and helping us shape the direction of our business. So the messages that come out, and again, we'll touch on the things we've done like culture hubs and, and things like that, but it's making sure that those messages aren't just one-off events. This is this, this is great, you should use it. And it doesn't go anywhere. So our elf members are, you know, actively using the toolkit in their day to day and sharing them with their teams. Um, so my team, for example, you know, if they came to me with, you know, a, a problem or they didn't weren't quite sure how to solve it or where to go with that, you know, I'd suggest putting it on the consequence spectrum um, of, you know, high risk, high control. So where is it on there? What's the risk? Do you need to put a lot of control around that or you know, can can you lower that and make a decision quicker? So again, we can touch on some of those if you want, but it's just really simple tools and techniques that I think 
it's it, they're hard to use, but everyone's so busy, aren't they? You get so yeah. wrapped up in the day to day and firing emails and responding to that, and you know, working in what we call system one thinking. Um, it's taking that step back and moving to what we call system two, and you know, being a bit more strategic and just bringing those theories to to, to everybody essentially. So. Just for the benefit of the, because well, I have the advantage that we were chatting about this before, don't I? So mm-hmm. just for the benefit of the audience listening. Oh, yeah. So you've got your extended leadership um, forum, forum, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and yep. we'll come back to just a group of you, and I'll come and ask a little bit more detail about how that came together, how many of you there are, and things like that. But from what you're saying is you've also got these tools that you've um, developed with your partner, your training partner, and mm-hmm. um, these tools of knowledge and um, knowledge and models and things like that and ways of, of thinking, such as mm-hmm. your system one, system two. So being aware that if you, you know, historic, I know, day to day, it's very easy for us to be in that sort of system one thinking where we just do, do, do in our emails. We're, we're just business as yeah. usual. We're not necessarily stepping back and seeing the bigger picture and being strategic. And so exactly. you're saying in the operational, you know, yeah, exactly. yeah. And the problem then is what you're ending up doing is you make the same mistakes. We don't actually we don't improve. We don't necessarily yeah. learn. But also probably from a management point of view, we're telling people what to do. So you're not developing people. You then describe exactly. to your team when they come to you with a problem rather than saying, ah, oh, go and do it this way where people don't learn, but they depend on you. You're saying, yeah. OK, here's the model. You're coaching them. Here's the model. You're high well, exactly. risk control. What do you think you should do? So yeah, you guys exactly. are change agents, really, aren't you? You're, you're a consortium yeah, exactly. change agents. And that's where the challenge comes in. Like, yes, I could just tell you the answer and it might be quicker and it might be easier. But, you know, is that that's very short sighted, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, so it's it's pushing back and it's, it's you know, offering that challenge because I, I genuinely think that's, you know, a really great way to grow. And I think that's where I've grown um, here at Seven. A lot of the time I've almost been, you know, thrown in at the deep end and, you know, you feel like you're drowning sometimes. Of course you do. That's normal. That's human. Um, but, you know, in swimming upstream and not drowning, you think, I can do that. And I can do that myself. So I can do that again. So it, it's all about that growth and that confidence. And I think, again, you know, offering those challenges to my team, for example, or, who, or whoever, you also have, they have to know that the support is there because it one doesn't work without the other. So you can't have high challenge, but they're absolutely petrified that, you know, something awful is going to happen if it goes wrong so you know again it's moving to that coaching model it's you know what do you think we should do let's talk it through and you know what are the risks and again that's again where you'd bring in the other tool like the high risk um low risk matrix this spectrum of consequence so if something's high risk it just makes sense to put high control on it so if something's potentially lower risk you might want to give your team just that little bit more flexibility to go away and and make a mistake again mistakes happen we're all human but again as that coach rather than a manager it's you you know as that professional with that toolkit and your learning and your training knowing is that risk at a reasonable level to, to give them that and allow them to potentially fail on that yeah and, and it's interesting because because you do see that sometimes people we don't delegate without necessarily conscious it might be for our own selfish reasons we might be something that we could delegate but actually maybe it's something that that although it's low risk we just quite like doing it a certain way maybe it's that you know yeah. we're perfectionists or we quite like doing it and that might have been a great yeah. opportunity for someone to develop and grow again you've got to take Definitely. that step back away from your ego and system two thinking and go you know what's going to develop that person best yeah and also what what's developing you best so yes you can carry on doing your day to day and you can answer your emails and you can stay where you're comfortable 
because again we're all human and feeling outside of your comfort zone is is not a nice feeling like that's when you can feel like you know you're trying to you're trying to swim upstream or you know you're drowning it you know when it gets particularly stressful which isn't good to be at but to develop yourself I think you know no there's there's delegating and there's abdicating isn't there and I think they're very different things and yeah. delegation is great because it gives whoever you're giving that to it's giving them opportunity for growth and learning and in giving that away it's freeing up your time to move on something else that's potentially closer to outside of your comfort zone or from someone above you yeah so going back to your um your extended leadership group um and you identified that the people that there were people who kind of had the had the natural leadership skills or role modeling or future potential how many of you Mm. are there and and how have you been given the knowledge in the first place so there are how many I want to say I trying to give you the wrong number I think there's probably about 40 now that's quite a big that's quite big isn't it if you go from having eight what you did have was a top heavy there was eight yeah so if you did proportionately 40 out of 340 so almost I can't do the math but 10 15 percent of your population for argument's sake mm. a little bit more mm. so it's quite mm. that makes sense so therefore you're all influencing 50 people or something it's uh, yeah. an achievable number for each one of you to then influence others I mean it doesn't matter precisely yeah. but it's quite a big group so yeah, how do you all have topic. the same message obviously you've developed this content was this through your culture hubs so culture hubs so the toolkit it, again the toolkit everything goes out to the whole business and that's the whole again the whole culture is trust and you know transparency so we don't we're not sending things to our extended leadership forum that we wouldn't you know put in a culture hub or share as part of the toolkit so the toolkit that the elf members have are exactly what's been sent to the whole business it's just I guess we would have that higher level of expectation for them to actively be using it on a day-to-day basis and you know sharing those models and encouraging their teams to use it more because the whole idea is everyone's using this you know if every single member of staff was using the spectrum consequence or another one that we use um, called the trilogy of answers which is you know to make a decision we first have to understand the question so you know this is the problem to solve what's the problem to solve we can do this this or this and it's either a yes no or best best alternative um so just things like that can you imagine if every single staff member was thinking in this kind of in that kind of way in that more of that strategic way taking that step back like because that's the goal that's what's going to mold that's what that's what's going to move the business forward um so Yes, our extended extended leadership team, sorry, of of course, equipped with this toolkit, they're regularly using it. Um, There's calls with, uh, sometimes Dean will put in a call, um, you know, and just to to deliver a message, or I think when we we went into lockdown, there was a, a call with Dean, and it was, you know, we need to be reaching out for our staff, like, this is a really tough time for everybody, people might be struggling, and you know, as the senior members of staff and, you know, you just need, you just make sure you're doing something on that. So it's not always even, you know, just a theory or just a, a concept. It can be, it can be anything. It's just making sure that, you know, those people are reaching out and, and like delivering, delivering the communications that we want and making sure that everyone's on board with that, essentially. 
Did you, um, were people selected for that group or not self-nominated and, or what happens going forwards in terms of that group? Yeah, so those people were selected, um, I believe, by the extended, um, sorry, not the extended, by the executive committee. Okay. So they looked around who was in their teams, you know, who were the people showing potential, who, you know, yeah, who, who's actively kind of displaying these traits that we think they could take them further. It was it was kind of just a, gu- a, a judgment call and that gut feel on who has actively been been displaying those qualities and you know would would be able to to take this further and, and drive the business further. Um, and also there there are selected people in the extended leadership forum that will be picked out and work on higher business level projects that are typically just saved for the board. So recently. Um, there was, I think, six of our members from that group who went away to work on a acquisition strategy, an acquisition and merger strategy. So again, it's just that it's just that yeah. exposure, and that's the thing. As much as we, you know, we expect from the that team to be displaying these attributes and bringing people on board with our vision, et cetera, et cetera. Like we want to support them as well. You know, they can be the future leaders of our business. Mm. So again, it, it works both ways. So in giving those people, you know, access to these high level projects that again, another company would probably just be done by the board. You, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get to see that. And again, it's pushing people outside of their comfort zones. They don't have to, it's, you know, it's positioned as, this is an opportunity. You don't have to take part, but it could be really good for you. You've never done anything like this before. Again, as an, as an executive team, we'll support you. You go away, come back with and present, you know, what you think could work and we'll work it from there. So it, it works both ways. Yeah, and that's, again, that's helping. It is all, it's, it's succession planning, but a more sort of organic mm. way of doing it, isn't it? It's giving maybe a wider a way of route, a route to do that. So mm. um, you've got your, you've referred to this toolkit a few times. So is this yeah. is is this on your intranet? So this is what does it look like, and what what's within it? So this is on SharePoint, which is our kind of central communication hub for the whole business. And we, as a people and culture team, have our own section on that. We've got our wellness page that we recently developed and put up there. It's got it's just it's got everything. It's got um it's a hub of of resources essentially. We send. Um, our people and culture updates every Friday and they get put up there it's just any any communications or anything that goes out that we're delivering that people can just go in and look at at the whenever they want um so it's on there it's a nicely packaged pdf document um it's about 30 pages and it it tells our journey as well it's got our five-year vision it goes to you know our vp vp it goes through. Remind into, me again, what was the VP value? What was that again, the VP, VP? It is value, uh, vision, yeah. which is what we're aiming for, which is to deliver an unrivaled experience. It's our purpose, which is obviously why we're all here, which is to succeed together, hence the Succeeding Together programme. Um, it's got our values, which is obviously the core of what we believe in. So valuing our people, doing the right thing, we listen and respond, we keep things simple. And this comes into um, a recognition tool that we developed, actually, our STARS initiative, which we can touch on a bit later if you'd like to. Um, and our personality, like, you know, and this is what we use in recruitment as well. So what do we want our people to be like and look like and not look like? Sorry, you know what I mean. I know I do. Um, yeah. As in personalities yeah. as opposed to skin colour. Yeah, yeah. Not the literal sense. <laughs> um, spirited, <laughs> engaging, enthusiastic, you know, versatile, modern, all of these. 
So it kind of sets the scene and then it will move into the tools and and the, and the techniques. So you've so got, those are some of the things you've alluded to, things like your yeah, spectrum of consequences and ways thinking. of thinking. Just yeah, yeah definitely. So. Um, there's a bit in there about uh, one-to-ones and appraisals and a bit on our balanced scorecards and um, yeah, it, it's the it's the whole it's it's tying it all together essentially. What people can use and at the end it's got a commitment planner. So we've got your commitments from you. What will you do differently? By when? What are your measures? Like, what do you want to see happen as a result of the actions that you'll take and your barriers? Um, and again, this isn't saying you have to use this. This is a tool. And if you want to bring it into your one-to-ones and all your quarterly reviews and talk through this, again, it's all just, it, it's growth. It's personal growth, which yeah. then, you know, leads to business growth. The thing that interests me most about that, I said, a lot of what it is, 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 is it sounds like it's really nicely packaged and messaged. And mm. um, you talked about personas. So there's almost a link to a marketing piece. But fundamentally, this says something about your culture, that you've got mm. a PDF that people are referring to and using because there mm. are plenty of organisations that have got fantastic PDFs on their internet or SharePoint that no one would ever look at. So yeah. what is it about your culture that people are going, oh, I'm looking at it and using it? That's the mm. that's the magic. Formula, well, that's what we, yeah, and that we're really conscious of that and that's what we speak a lot about because there's, you know, it's all well and great delivering a new initiative or, or giving this training and it goes out there, people see it, people... And then you just move on with life yeah. and people just forget about it. Yeah. Um, so and, and that's what we're always very, very conscious of. So when we launch something, when we release something, how are we going to make sure that hits how we want it to? Yeah. And then once it has landed, how do you then go on to embed that? And this is where kind of some of the other training and, you know, initiatives we have come into play. So culture hubs, for example. So these are a series of um uh, frequent webinar events I think they're held every other month they go out to the whole of the business they literally get sent out to pe- into straight into people's diaries with a team's invite so you can accept it or you can't essentially but they get really good numbers um really really good numbers so again they're just sessions to ensure that as a business we are working you know as a collective sharing the same language and models um you know that they, they underpin our vision of achieving those high performing teams so we make sure they're relevant. So we launched our mentoring program a couple of months ago. Um, so again, the, the email communications went out to the business. There were you know, PDF documents to support this, what you should expect from a mentor, et cetera, et cetera. There was a micro module, um, which was created again by Abstract. This is all working really closely with, with Abstract. They're great. Um, on you know, sponsors and mentors and what's the difference behind those like what's the difference in those you know how should you use that and we were thinking because again we have our our bi-weekly calls with abstract we think what are we going to do what do we want to release you know let, let's work back from that and um and they said you know what do you want this culture hub to be on and we thought should we do it on the mentoring program so the comms have gone out you know it's on sharepoint but are people did people read that when it comes through you know we're all busy and if something mm. comes into your inbox you know you've got good intentions to think, oh, I'll read that. And then you just don't. Okay. So yeah. we followed it up with a culture hub, um, which I delivered with um, one of the team from Abstract. And again, it just, just underpinning that, you know, this is what's there. This is what we've released. But this is why you should use it. This is how it could help you. You know, this is why you should have a mentor. So 
it's putting something out there, but then it's following up with, but this is what it means for you. And this is why, you know, and trying to trying to essentially inspire people to want to take action on that and want to develop themselves. Um, yeah. So it is this embedding. I'm thinking this, we've been about change as well. Lots of people, lots of businesses, the reason the PDFs aren't read is because it's not followed up. So you're following up in a series of ways and you're repeating the same message and you're giving people exciting new content. Clearly the quality must be there, otherwise people wouldn't keep on coming. Um, mm. And you're just keeping keeping the traction going, I suppose, keep, keeping the energy going and the momentum. And, and I yeah. like the idea about the inspiring. And then you've got the whole responsibility on these, your team, your quite a big group of, of leaders elsewhere just to keep talking about it so it's, mm. it's actually you can see how it fits with the change model actually in terms of mm. embedding it you guys being a team of champions um, driving mm. it through so what's next then so that's there's lots of stuff that you've done there and, and I guess uh, in terms of if people want to connect with you you're on LinkedIn aren't you so people can perhaps connect with you if anyone wants to know more about this sort of sort of thing but what, what yes. do you see as next for seven yeah your, the people in culture team your area in 7IM and and yourself personally in terms of your ambitions oh good question mm. um where do we see us going obviously we as a business we continue to grow um, I mean, we're growing really quickly. I think we recruited something like 80 people whilst we've been in lockdown. So we're definitely growing that's a lot. There, I think, yeah. Yeah. Actually, sorry, can, really before we go on to that question, actually, because I wanted to ask you, sorry, I forgot to um, ask it. To, ask you, the, did you find with the kind of cultural group, did you lose any people who didn't fit or have, you know, with the, did everyone come on the journey or did you have to kind of, you see that some people who were just a bit too old school and they had to, to go? sorry in the extended leadership forum or just generally I think more generally in terms of that whole culture of going from generals through to high performing teams Mm. did you did everyone did everyone was everyone able to engage with that change I think I mean so what abstract always say is what you'll find with anything is you'll find there'll be a third a third and a third so whether you're rolling out training whether you're rolling out a changing culture whether you're delivering anything You'll get a third of people who are really on board, really enthusiastic, really inspired, want to take it further. You'll get that middle group of people who are like, yeah, no, that's all right. That's good. Yeah. And kind of just carry on. And there'll be a third who just aren't interested. They're just not. And that's okay. And, you know, it it takes loads of different people to make the whole world go round. So, you know, but but more directly in answer to your question, no, we have genuinely only received such good feedback, um, really good feedback. And again, I think highlighted in in the award. So I think, yeah, there'll be there'll be people who you know don't attend the culture hubs and don't want to get involved. But again, that that's okay. We're here. It's a tool. Essentially, these are all tools to whilst we're developing and embedding this this culture. It's also supporting people in their growth and their journey so you know and I think that's why again coming back to why I'm still here at seven and why I'm still learning because there's so many opportunities and we're at the size where you know if you want to make a difference and if you want to grow and you want to develop you can do that like there, there are ways to do that and I think again putting in these levels so you know culture hubs through to you know if you want to have a mentor and if you want to be on the extended leadership forum 
okay, that's great. Get a mentor then to say, I want to get there. Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. if you're on the extended leadership forum, you want to be on Exco one day. Okay, great. So this is what we can do. We can, you, you've got your PDP. You've got, obviously, we have our quarterly reviews on Actus and, mm-hmm. you know, we bring in the balanced scorecard and, and it all works. It, it all just works together and it all, there's so many different moving parts and yet it seems to just flow. And it's really hard to describe it. It, it kind of just does. So again, I came, I came off of your question again. I'm sorry, but no, yeah, it's, so it's great to be so enthusiastic. Yeah, there probably aren't people who, you know, have been passionate and, you know, and, and they just want to come in, do their day to day. And that's OK. That's fine. You know, you're, you're a core performer of your business. Um, not everyone wants to challenge themselves and push themselves out of their comfort zone and, you know, manage teams, et cetera, et cetera. And that's OK. But then there are people who, you know, a, a few of the extended leadership forum, they've introduced an initiative um, on meeting protocol again, which is now ended up as part of the as an extra page in the toolkit so again it's still it's still growing it's still you know this might not be our final toolkit it's a work in progress this is where it is which makes total sense because actually the world is a work in progress in in terms of our ways of working so providing people with current tools for Um, the style that's the thing so these two guys they stepped up um and they said look meetings aren't we're in lockdown and diaries are crazy people are still booking in meetings that are an hour or half an hour and before you know it, it's been four and a half hours and you haven't even had a chance to, you know, go to the loo, which is ridiculous. Yeah. So they introduced this concept. And again, they took it to Exco. They said, this is what we've come up with. We really like that idea. I think, again, I think it was something they heard on the, you. it was actually, it was on something on the you as a manager course, again, run by Abstract. So again, just another, another course. We'll put a link to Abstract on the show notes. <laughs> I know. You'll there's be on so many. We could, honestly, we could sit here and talk for hours and hours about it. <laughs> Um, they heard on the you as a manager course about um, tune in, tune out time. And again, which links into the system to thinking. So no one should be going into a meeting, not knowing what part they play, not really knowing, you know, if you're sat there in a call thinking this could have been an email or, you know, you're either there for the wrong reason or you're not engaged. But, but there's there'll be a reason for that. So, you know, the initiative that they introduced and the way of thinking should be right. Keep minute, keep meetings to either 20 minutes or 40 minutes so you have some tune in tune out time you've got 10 minutes even if that's to make a cup of tea or if it's to prepare you know get your notes up that you might need etc and then again afterwards just to have 10 minutes to again go and get recharge, another yeah. whatever you want to do and recharge before either your next bit of work or your next you know your next meeting because going back to back to back to back it's not efficient yeah. and it's not you know you can't actively reflect on the notes that you took out of one meeting or even have time to, to make, you know, your key points if you're going straight into another. So again, that was an initiative that um, they had learned from the U as a manager course. They thought, you know, this is great. The whole business should be doing this. Can we launch this? And Exco were like, yeah, it's amazing. Great. So I think, you know, it was a... But they felt empowered to raise a, raise an idea to Exco. Exco listened and now it's part of it. So that is again, really, that that's actually quite a nice example of your yeah. progress to, I don't know, if, if you're in a generals driven environment, people wouldn't even bother raising it, right? Whereas well, no. if you're in this high performing teams, everyone's empowered environment, that is a good example of people doing yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And it's that high challenge, high support because, you know, they, they felt confident in raising this and bringing this together and raising it to like Dean and Exco because they know that the support's there. So the support has to be there if you're expecting people to challenge themselves and show vulnerability. You can't be vulnerable if you think 
it's going to crash and burn and no one's there to help you pick up the pieces. Um, and I know that's modelled also by your Exco committee because we did 360 feedback with them all and everybody yeah. was really open to feedback and there, there was lots of constructive feedback given to mm. people again. So that's that kind of high trust, but also being able to challenge and support and then mm. being open themselves as leaders to to that self-awareness and that growth. You yeah. Modelled up and down. Yeah. Well, we could carry on as, as ever. I've run over, but uh, Sarah, it's really, really great talking to you. Very excited. I'm enthused by by, by working at seven am. I'm sure if there's any jobs going, there'll be people banging <laughs> at doors in HR roles. Oh, um, I love that. <laughs> so, in terms of if people want to catch, do you want to say how people can get in touch with you? Which social media um, networks and things like that? If people want to maybe link in with you, and I'll put links to you in the show notes and also other things we've referred to. Yeah, definitely. Do you know? I think LinkedIn is probably the best one um obviously there's Facebook there's Instagram and all that fun stuff but that's potentially outside of our professional realm so <laughs> I think LinkedIn is absolutely fine if that works yeah so LinkedIn Sarah um, so it's Sarah Chowell so T-R-O-W-E-L-L on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and I'll put that in the show notes as well and uh, expand your network and uh, understand even more about how, how you're getting on there at 7am and I look forward to hearing more yeah. about it yeah thanks so much for having me it's been so lovely speaking to you it's been it's been wonderful actually understanding the whole story i want i want to know more but we will end it there thank you so much for (laughs) joining me (laughs) i really hope you found this week's episode useful and enjoyable if you did perhaps you could recommend us to a friend or colleague or give us a review on your platform of choice It really helps new listeners to find us. Now you can access links to any of the information mentioned in this show via the website www.hruprising.com. Further free resources are also available at www.actus.co.uk. There you can also find out more about our software and training solutions. Finally, why not join our LinkedIn group, The HR Uprising? to share ideas and collaborate with other like-minded people professionals. Thank you for listening to the HR Uprising podcast.